Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Nutrition for Littles. I'm so grateful you are here today. We are doing a podcast episode dedicated to a listener question. So every once in a while, I like to take a question from one of you and answer it in depth here on the podcast because let's face it, Instagram, I love answering questions over there, but it's super brief and I try to be good and like, you know, nice and concise, but sometimes you just need a little more time. Am I right? So today's episode, we're going to be doing just that. And our question today comes from Lexi and she says, Hey, Halloween is coming up and I would love to hear how you and your family will handle the excess Halloween candy this year. Thank you for sending that question in. Let's get into it. But first I want to read a written review from one of you. So today's podcast review comes from Maria Hilton. She says, great content as a mother of a quote picky eater. I have started implementing so many of these different strategies in hopes of one day my child will try new foods and have a more variety of likes. We are, we have definitely made progress, but still have a ways to go. So thankful for this podcast. Marie, I'm so thankful that you are here and listening as well and putting into practice the tips and strategies I share. Thank you so much. For those of you who haven't left a written review, if you want a chance to be featured, but also you want to help other moms just like you find this podcast, go ahead and scroll on down and leave me your thoughts. I would love to read them. And I know other people would as well when they're deciding which podcast to listen to. So thank you for that. All right, now let's get into today's topic and the listener question. Okay, I want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's podcast episode, not only for sponsoring, but also for the work that they do. Today's episode is sponsored by Safe Beginnings First Aid and CPR course. Holly from Safe Beginnings believes that being able to confidently react in an emergency is the peace of mind that every family deserves. And I agree. I want you to feel empowered to keep your family safe by taking her online first aid and CPR course, just like I did. I have taken a lot of CPR trainings over the years, and Holly's is by far my favorite. It's clear, concise, easy to follow, and truly puts your mind at ease as a mom. No matter the age or stage of your little one, this course is a must take. A quote I once heard by Max Mayfield has always stuck with me, and I want to share it with you. He says, preparation through education is less costly than learning through tragedy. And I don't want to be a downer, but this could not be more true when it comes to our kids. It's time to start feeling confident at the table, and I want you to get started today by clicking the link in the description box below and use my code Alyssa20 for 20% off. Trust me, this is a decision you will not regret. All right, now back to the show. Right. Like I said, today's episode is a listener question. And like you heard in the intro, she's asking how we as a family are going to handle the influx of candy this year. And I love this question because typically when I'm teaching, I come from a place of research, what's shown in the data, and also what has worked in practice with my mom through table talk and whatnot. And 
yes, I have two hats. And if you guys haven't seen my reel on this, I think I think it's really funny, but I'm pretty biased here. I have two hats. I have my dietitian hat and I have my mom hat. <laughs> Sometimes it's nice to take the dietitian hat off and tell you what I do in real life mom life because what I teach and what I preach and what I, you know, record this podcast on and and really come from this like more expert. This is this is my area of my expertise, which again, to remind you, I have a lot of areas that are not expertise. This is my expertise. And so it's always, I don't know, this can, like this conflict whenever I share or teach, because a lot of times I'm teaching from a place of um, knowledge and experience. However, in my real life, things don't always look perfect, right? They're not always going to be the exact tactics I would necessarily like put my stamp of approval on and like move on. For example, uh, I shared in a recent reel, relatively recent, that you shouldn't let your kids eat in front of the TV. Meanwhile, I completely let my kids eat in front of the TV, especially when we have picky eating like under control. That being said, I try very hard to limit it, but it's not going to be a never for me. And that's just the reality of being, you know, a mom in a pandemic, working from home, homeschooling, being at home with my kids all the time. And honestly, you don't even need reasons. (laughs) You might just need a break and that's okay. So I like this question because it's kind of taken off my dietitian hat and putting on my mom hat. But of course, you know, I'm probably going to talk a little bit about both. (laughs) So that being said, I think it's really important that we normalize sweets in our home. And we, there are a lot of tactics, a lot of which I share on the podcast and um, on my Instagram as well. But I actually teach in depth about this, not only in table talk, but when you become a table talker, little Easter egg for you, you also get my demystifying desserts mini course completely for free. This is like the overhaul, the mother load of how to handle desserts in your home. It gives you step-by-step tactics and uh, methods to put in place in your home in a way that feels good to both you and your family so that you can take desserts off the pedestal and put them back where they belong on neutral ground. And that mini course is only available to table talkers because you truly do need the foundations of table talk to put into practice um, effectively the demystifying desserts mini course. So, So of course, this is an area that I'm passionate about and I find very important in our quest to raise happy, healthy, and independent eaters who do have the ability to not become obsessed with desserts when they see them and not restrict them in their lives and actually enjoy them in a very healthful way, um, a way that honors both their health um, mindfully and emotionally and spiritually and all the things, and of course, physically. So I think this is really important in raising kids that can you know, enjoy sweets here and there and truly enjoy them and not like eat them so fast they can't even taste them. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so um, this is all really important. And I certainly do teach on this a lot. So I'm not going to spend too much time in the kind of like tactical stuff um, because I think I have covered that pretty well in other areas. However, I will say that the number one thing that we can do to normalize desserts and sweets in our home is to offer them more often than we're likely comfortable with. And of course, asking yourselves why it's uncomfortable for us uh, offering these desserts or watching our kids eat them. And if it's uncomfortable for us, um, it's going to be something that they pick up on (laughs) and continue to do. And um, of course, I always recommend to 
tackle this topic on your own and your own relationship with desserts and sweets and Halloween candy. And if you find yourself, you know, using sweets and desserts as a coping mechanism or you're avoiding them at all costs or you think that they're evil or going to kill you or, you know, poison, all those sorts of things. Those are probably mindsets that we could work on together over at the Mama Well. Um, we talk a lot about this, the Mama Well podcast, the Mama Well on Instagram. We, you know, teach you how to handle desserts in, again, a healthful way. And first, a lot of times we have to do that as adults before we can expect our kids to be neutral around sugar. So that's first and foremost. But again, like I said, I love this question because it's asking me how I'm going to handle it. And so I want to get to that question um, because sweets are something that are relatively normalized in our home. We had a period of time where my son would go crazy anytime that he saw or was around or allowed sweets. And so I don't want to mislead you here, but now desserts are kind of a regular thing in our house. And therefore my son isn't necessarily overly excited when he sees it to the point where he can't focus on anything else, or that's the only thing he eats. A lot of times, more often than not, he eats the dessert in what I would consider kind of a child-sized portion and then moves on. A lot of times he asked me to save it for later. In fact, today he had a popsicle um, during his snack time and he asked me to save the rest for later. And I was like, okay, yeah, bud, whatever you say. And I'd stuck it back in the freezer. Now, probably a few months will go by, maybe even weeks before I just throw it away. Um, But I always do try to save it, even if it's something funky. Or I tell him, you know, we can't save this right now, but um, we'll definitely make sure to put it on the list and get more for whatever it is. But um, this is a regular occurrence in our home that my son asks, like he gets excited about it and he eats a little bit. And then he's like, oh, let's save this for later. And this is regular for him. And I am totally neutral when he chooses to eat the dessert, not eat the dessert, eat some of the dessert, save it for later, all those things. And this is really important. So when Halloween comes around or really any holiday, but of course, let's focus on Halloween because it's coming up. What I typically do is we go trick-or-treating And we always make sure to fill up on a nice filling kind of home run meal, if you will, right beforehand. So we eat normally throughout the day. We keep our meal and snack schedule as regular as we possibly can before we go trick-or-treating. Typically for us, this is chili. So we usually eat chili before you go. My kids tend to eat it really well. It's very hearty, very filling, very substantial um, with cornbread, of course, because what's chili without cornbread? (laughs) And then we'll go trick-or-treating. And usually I don't let him eat the candy on the walk, like while we're walking around. And this is just for safety reasons of choking. And of course, we want to inspect the candy before they eat it, right? I mean, no razor blades are allowed. (laughs) No. Okay. But seriously, I always want to inspect the candy before they eat it. Um, So there's that. So typically I try to get him to wait until we get home to look at the spoils, divvy it up and eat it. Um, But in years past, and what we're going to do this year is the same. So we'll go trick or treating, we'll come home, and he'll likely want to pour out all his candy and see it because that's what I wanted to do. And I'll let him eat it that night. Now, this doesn't go into the wee hours in the morning until he's had his fill. There's likely going to be some sort of eating window around the opportunity to eat our candy. When we get back from trick-or-treating, while we're passing out more candy to future trick-or-treaters that are coming to our door and before we have to brush our teeth, that's kind of his window to enjoy his candy. Now, I will likely also offer him another bowl of chili at this time and kind of do some sort of bedtime snack that we typically don't do right now as part of our schedule um, because he'll probably be staying up a little bit 
later. And so I would likely have those things kind of paired together. But even in years past, I haven't. And it's just this period of time where he gets to eat candy and enjoy it and enjoy the Halloween kind of atmosphere, right? And so we'll let him kind of do that. And then we'll go to bed. We'll have him put the candy in some sort of bowl for overnight. And then the next morning, I typically offer a piece of candy with uh, breakfast. I let him choose. When he was younger, I used to let him choose between like two pieces. Like I would pick out two and be like, hey, which one do you want with your breakfast? Um, Because it is still exciting and still memorable. And I want him to remember that that candy is there. um, And I haven't, you know, done the trick-or-treat situation of throwing it away while he was sleeping. So in the past, I've given him a choice of two because it's really overwhelming to look at a bowl of candy and pick from it, especially as a little kid. So this year, I might offer him from a few more because he's five, almost six. So he's getting into a little bit easier stages of making a choice for himself. I'll let him choose a piece to put on his plate with breakfast, and then I will treat it like I do any other time that I offer dessert. So he can eat it, he can not eat it, he can eat the other food, he can not eat the other food, and he can ask for more. And then when that eating time is over and breakfast has concluded, regardless of what he's eaten, we'll go on with our regular eating schedule. And from then on out, I would typically recommend, and what we're gonna do is offer that candy almost every day after Halloween for a handful of days maybe three, maybe up to five, and do the exact same that I just kind of explained is offered alongside a meal or snack. It's not always going to be breakfast. I just think that's really fun sometimes. Um, I actually know from experience that my son tends to do better when candy or desserts are a part of snack time, like afternoon snack. So that's probably when I will include it. Again, I am in charge of when and on what plate or a range of food this candy is offered. So I'll probably do that for a few days and then I'll probably space it out to about every other day or every third day and eventually kind of wean out of the candy and go back to the place where we are right now, which is all desserts, not just candy, are offered between zero and three times a week, sometimes more, um, but most of the time around then. And so that's typically how we handle desserts in our home. And I'll probably start to sprinkle in some ways to use that candy in a way that's getting his hands on it, but not necessarily eating it. So maybe we'll make a craft out of it or we'll bake with it and actually make like, I posted this recipe last year, maybe I'll do it again this year of like, like monster cookies, I think they're called, where you put like all sorts of different chocolate desserts or candy that you got from trick-or-treating into this cookie and then you have more of like a substantial dessert that's like a baked good that tend to be a little bit more filling than just like straight up candy and uses the candy as well also just getting their hands on the candy like half of the excitement around desserts and candy is like the wrapper and the touching it and the experiencing and looking at it so sometimes I'd recommend to do like fun sorting activities or stacking activities like not even necessarily around eating it can actually take the edge off of the excitement of the candy so we'll probably do a few of those activities I'll be sure to try and share those on my stories as we do and share any recipes that we make or you know like a fun haunted house type situation almost like a um, um, gingerbread house not you know, but not for Christmas. So we might do something like that with it. Just kind of more fun activity. And of course, sorting it. Sometimes we even donate it or, you know, pass it out to our family or friends or neighbors, um, especially the candy that he doesn't particularly like. And, you know, just getting kind of some exposure for that candy to 
almost lessen its effect on him. So I'm really excited. I think Halloween's really fun. We do celebrate it. And um, I always love to just see him in his little costume and he gets so excited. One year I made his costume as a spider and it was my proudest moment as a mom, but I am no longer that mom. I bought my son a fire fighters outfit from Costco. Thank you, Costco in August. So anyways, I hope that was helpful for how we're going to handle the excess Halloween candy. Um, I would love to hear from you if you want to go and share on uh, Instagram with me, either in my DMs or on my stories, letting me know how you're planning on handling the Halloween candy in your home, or if you have any good ideas of kind of using it up. Um, I would love to hear about it. So thanks so much for tuning in and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at Nutrition for Littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at alyssa at nutritionforlittles.com. All right, until next time, mamas.